Hey, this is Pastor Nate Cook, and you're listening to Pontificating Pastors, a podcast where we lock two pastors in a room and just let them talk about anything and everything. My friend Michael Pig is a church planner in San Marcos, Texas, and I'm a traditional church pastor here in Midwest City, Oklahoma. Today on the podcast, Michael and Nate are talking about what happens at the beginning and the ending of a church service as we continue to talk about the things we do in church. Today we're looking at the invocation and the benediction. What in the world do those words really mean? If you want to find out, well then just sit back and relax and enjoy this episode of Pontificating Pastors. Hey Michael, how's it going this week? It's going well, Nate. How are you doing? Doing good, man. I feel like we've been busy and been missing each other a little bit recently. We have. I actually came up to Oklahoma City and you came to Texas and we yeah. missed each other on I-35. We didn't plan that very well. Yeah. <laughs> Probably passed each other on the way. But yeah, I went to see Julia Glidden get married. Now yeah, right. Julia went Greer. went to see the Red Red. red the Red River Rivalry. Ruh, 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 yeah, it is hard to say. <laughs> I did not get to go to the game. Originally, we were thinking about it, but oh, okay. we checked in the prices of tickets and we were like, no, we we could take a long vacation for that. We're going to uh, go <laughs> watch it at my mom's house. So there we did go. that. But the main reason we were down there was Julia Glidden, now Julia Greer. Okay. She didn't even have to change her last initial. Two nope. of the Glidden girls have done that. Lauren Glidden turned into Lauren Grimes. Yeah. And Julia Glidden turned into Julia Greer. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, that was fun. Julia, we always loved her when we were down there in Fort Worth. She is, uh, she was a firecracker, even as a young, young kid, and uh, always kept us on our toes, always spoke her mind. So, always a lot of fun, too. So, she was, when we interviewed there, it was her birthday. So, she got to pick where we went to eat. And it was Logan's Roadhouse. So every year after, on Julia's birthday, we would go to Logan's Roadhouse to celebrate. Really? The anniversary of our interview and Julia's birthday. So There you go. There you fun go. stuff. Yeah. yeah. I, I prefer so, the rolls at Texas Roadhouse. Uh, yeah, I think I Texas, do too. In Texas, I think it's just Roadhouse. Yeah. <laughs> just Roadhouse, Roadhouse. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you were up here, uh, remind me, oh, you were up here for Board of Trustees. Yeah, don't tell anybody. Yeah, man, you're a bigwig. Yeah. I heard you have to I, wear a suit and all that stuff. I, well, I wore a suit and everybody was like, uh, hello, Mr. Pig, how are you? <laughs> and because nobody's ever seen me wearing a suit and they said, who That's died? so funny. Who died or where's the wedding or... Um, are you, That's how are I you felt when for, I would go to those. Are you running for office? <laughs> yeah. You know, I got a lot of got a lot of questions about why I was in a suit. I said, well, Nate told me that uh, <laughs> this is a pretty fancy group of folks. So I thought I should wear a suit. And then Nate I told me. Yeah. So I there probably you. were some that weren't wearing suits after I told you. I was there wondering. Were quite a few who weren't wearing suits. Really? Uh, as the as the board of trustees gets a little younger. Um they there are less suits in the room and of course blair was wearing jeans and a blazer and i said of course i, I heard they wear suits around here and he said they do uh, <laughs> <laughs> so well 
I'm just glad that you got to go to those meetings. They're, they're just a blessing. Well, you know, I landed a good committee, a student spiritual life committee. And so, Oh, um, you did. While some people were looking at spreadsheets, I was hearing testimonies from the students and stories of how everything from disciplinary measure to, uh, you know, to just how, how the school had saved my life, you know, like it was just yeah. it, the gambit, every scenario you can imagine kids testifying to that and telling their stories and, and we got to pray with them. And, and that's awesome. Uh, I was always on the enrollment committee, which I think Ryan, Amy, who took my spot. He did. He's yeah. So you do, you get a lot of numbers. Here's how many students we have. And you do get to hear the stories. Yeah. Stories are the best part of all oh, of it. But. Stories are the best part. And we got, you know, it, it was nice to see people I haven't seen in a very long time. And uh, just, you know, it, it was a good time. I, SNU is a, a beloved uh, campus for Shelly and I. And so just getting to participate in it in that way was uh was interesting they did switch from you know the medallion that they give you that you, yeah i know i heard you didn't get one they switched to like a truck like like a, a thing that sits on your desk a big glass uh seal uh, yeah. in you um which i don't even have an office i mean i'm in my office right now but it's it's like the spare bedroom on the second <laughs> floor of our house so i i don't know that it'll ever See, well, you know, I, whenever we have those big trophy presentations or medallions, I always just want to sing the old rugged cross till my trophies <laughs> at last I lay down. You know, that 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 reminds me of something. I may have told you this. I don't know if I have or not, but um, I was talking to uh, to someone the other day and they were telling me that they had read a story about the queen uh, in her in her final days. Her chaplain would come to her pretty regular, and there, it was reported that she said, "I had hoped the Lord would return before before I passed." Um, and the and chaplain, of course, you know, was why is that? There are still so many who need to hear the news, kind of a thing. And and uh, she said, "Well, I had hoped to lay my crown at His feet." Mm-hmm. And I thought, "Yeah, wow, what a thing! What a thing to say! How how powerful!" You know, I don't have a crown. Uh, and, right, and I barely have any trophies, and I don't, I don't know that bowling trophies are necessarily what we're supposed <laughs> to throw at his feet or lay at his feet. But, but I remember I, I used to go to church camp when they would give out trophies for the week. I got <laughs> athlete of the year one year. Yeah, make sure you put the emphasis at the right place there. Trophies for the week or trophies for the week? Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> for the week. Maybe that's what it was. That's Maybe right. it was like the reverse trophy thing. Yeah, it was like the thought, servant kingdom. I thought it was a great athlete. They were like, oh, this poor kid. This is this is a weak kid. We're gonna give him that. So oh, that's hilarious. They should have done it that way. That, that would have been a good idea. I think I did make I, one diving catch in the softball game. I think that sealed the deal. It's one of those yeah. where you lay out for it. Yeah. yeah. Do you know that Shelly and I years ago we were at Camp Arrowhead on the West Texas district? And um, we were kids. We didn't know each other. We were coming from different ends of the, uh, she was out in Midland and I was up in Lubbock and uh, we went to Camp Arrowhead. Same time, same week. We both uh, were interviewed for Camper of the Week. Camper of the Week. Yeah, she won and I was just a uh, runner up or something, you know. (laughs) Let me act surprised. Yeah. (laughs) 
So. That wasn't nice at all. No, that's okay. That's all right. Uh, yeah, Paula would have definitely won over the two of us. I can guarantee you that. But yeah, well, I've heard yeah. some camp stories. You you probably shouldn't tell those publicly. I probably should not. <laughs> you don't want your Man, boys to know all of those stories. Our high school camp was wild. We like to sneak out a lot back in the day. Don't get, don't put ideas in people's heads. Yeah, well, it's too late for my kids. They just have to be the ones that keep their kids from sneaking no lie. out now. They're both youth pastors now. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. well, uh, we haven't talked about things we do in church in a little bit. So I thought maybe today we could talk about something we do at the beginning and something we do at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Just look in this thing. The invocation and the benediction. Yeah. Yeah. The fancy words that mean uh, pray us in and pray us out. Although we'll get into discussion about invocation. Okay. Not my favorite word. <laughs> Not, you, don't, you, don't, you don't want to uh, summon a deity? Uh, no. Okay. When you looked that up <laughs> as we were getting ready to come on here, and you were like, because we wanted to make sure we knew what an invocation was. <laughs> I mean, you see it your whole life, like in service orders. But um, yeah, summon a deity. That That's problematic for me. Like, yeah. And I told you off the air. You know, I feel like when I show up at church, God was there long before I got there. So, well, you hope so. Not, not really invoking the deity to be with us. What are we invoking then, Michael? What What do you think we're invoking? I hope we're invoking a spirit of unity among the believers gathered in that place. Yeah, I hope that's what we're invoking. We tend to think that we are, you know, charming God into our presence, uh, which is a very narcissistic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> style of worship so well and you hear people pray god come and be with us and for me i'm like wait yeah you know god hear, was here long before we showed up i always i always kind of hear the whole when somebody prays that prayer god join us or and sometimes you know because i default i default to language that i heard growing up oh um, i do it too and, yeah and then i still i still hear um and i'll say it and i'll hear myself you know inviting god to show up or whatever um you know even show up and show off uh, which, you know, I'm not totally against that phrase, you know, but but just the idea that I, I get to invite God to show up as though right. it's kind of like I hear the Holy Spirit go. Ah, 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 <laughs> <laughs> already here. I'm already here. Yeah, um, maybe the question is, is God is with us. Are we with God? Have yeah, we come right. in a spirit of listening and receptivity? Do we have ears to hear and eyes yeah. to see? Well, that, but I can understand show up in a new way today, a fresh way, sure, maybe sure. something like that. Sure. My, my mom would always say uh, about defining sanctification, right? Because, you know, that seems to be the, the, the earmark of a good Nazarene is you have a good definition of what sanctification is. Yeah, especially and if you're going to be in the ministry. I actually had a man who didn't grow up in the church in Nazarene asked me the other day. He said, what's with the word entirely? Like how can you be partially <laughs> sanctified? Like, well, how does this work? He was I'm so three quarters. Right. Yeah, I'm just I'm just 80 percent today. Still um, working on it. <laughs> you know, uh, it was it made for a really great discussion. It was at a potluck that we had um, at church the other day uh, outside. No, uh, because we couldn't meet inside because in the gym that we meet in, usually there was a, a musky odor and they were uh, a musty odor. 
not a musky odor, but a musty odor. <laughs> Musk um, is like yeah, that stuff you yeah, put on. Yeah, it didn't after smell shave. Like, didn't smell like aftershave. It smelled like uh, uh, I don't know, like a your storm cellar. After yeah, it been used in years, you know. Um, and so they were investigating it for mold, and they told us can't meet there. Sorry, and we were like, don't want to meet there. Thank you. Yeah. And so we let's met breathe in, in those mold spores. <laughs> yeah. We Everybody, met, take we, a deep breath. <laughs> everybody just breathing we're breathing in your grace or whatever um it you can was, make a whole list of songs oh yeah it, <laughs> it's your mold and i this love is the air i breathe <laughs> <laughs> anyway. that'd be hilarious go ahead i'm sorry i've interrupted you now that's <laughs> okay i uh <laughs> Anyway, uh, we had a nice conversation about sanctification and my mom, she, she, she probably heard this somewhere. I'm sure she did, but she, um, she always just says that, you know, salvation is that moment when, when, uh, we receive, uh, when we receive all there is of God to receive, right? Like it's this, we're accepting of his mercy, his grace, his forgiveness. Um, but then sanctification is when God gets all of us. And so that's kind of her definition of, of that. And so I think maybe, uh, I hope that an invocation is we're invoking that submission in ourselves, uh, more right. than we yeah. are invoking, you know, and, and also there's some aspect of it where we're honoring the authority of God, you know, um, right. and, and because that's what we're submitting to. So we, so it's like the, our father who art in heaven at the beginning of the Lord's prayer, you know, right. there's this, yeah. there's this acknowledgement of the authority of God, the person of God. Uh, and yet God is apparently God is humble. So uh, I think so. So I think God being humble, you know, uh, I've heard God referred to as a gentleman, uh, where, where God doesn't just, you know, coerce, or inflict his will upon us, but God waits for us to exercise yeah. the free will that we were given to him. Just this morning, I was reading Jesus weeping. Uh, in this passage, he wasn't weeping over Jerusalem, but he was saying, um, oh, Jerusalem, I had longed to gather you as a hen gathers her chicks. Right. But you would not allow it. So we have the choice to allow it or not allow it. Yeah. And God whatever is this nature will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. What we have a choice in this. You're saying that heaven, the king, your kingdom come and your will be done. Uh, is partially rests on our decisions. Oh, for sure. How, you know, so there's this invocation for us to be on the same page with God. Right. Yeah. Invocation is. And I do think, you know, we, we want to see God show up in new ways in fresh ways we do what's what we call a call to worship. I don't know that we have in our bulletin an invocation, but in a call to worship, it's similar. Although I think it also assumes that God is present, that that we've shown up today. So we in the call to worship, we always say like ours from different lives. We've come to worship good weeks and bad weeks. We say all kinds of things like that, but just mm -hmm. saying we have come here because we have come to meet with you, God. So um, we need your healing. We need your peace. We need your grace, um, all these things. Uh, and so that I, I think is similar in that it's, it's calling us then to get on the same page as God, realizing that God is present among us. Usually when I start prayers, 
uh, I will, the, the prayer for the day, I will just say, take a moment and realize God is with us here. Um, because I think sometimes we can run in, you know, we're getting the kids ready, whatever. We're trying to get to church. And then some people are late. This last Sunday was hilarious, man. I look up and it was like one of those Octobers where I'm like, well, this is depressing. And then two songs in, there's an audience. There's like there's people to preach to. At first, I thought I was going to be preaching like to the walls and, you know, to to about eight people in the worship team. And then it was just like, boom, boom, boom. Everybody came in and I look up and there's there's the congregation. So um, that's how we come into church. Sometimes it's like we just rush in. And so I always give us a moment to say, hey. Um, let's realize yeah. Yeah. that maybe we're invoking that kind of spirit right. there. Sometimes I, that just start the out, I just start out with Robbie say, wrote a song, uh, the Robbie say band performs it. And it says, slow me down. Oh Lord, slow me down. So my heart can hear your sound. Speaking That's good. my life. Lord, speak now and slow me down, oh Lord, slow me down. And uh, I, I that's was, good. I was invited the other day to uh, to pray the invocation at the commissioner's court. Uh, you know, whatever gathering. I don't know what they call it. Meeting, a, adjournment, <laughs> or a, commissioner or, of football. No, the NFL? Hayes, the Hayes County, yeah, Hayes County Commissioner's Court. So I live in Hayes County. Okay. Uh, and they always ask pastors in in you know, that's nice local to the county to to pray uh, the invocation at the beginning of meetings, and they were discussing some things, and I got to you know was I was honored to pray the invocation, and I just. I started by singing that. Um, and, you know, it's one of those things where I, I tried not to. I, I wrote the prayer and that just kept coming to mind. And so I just I just felt like I needed to sing it. And so I just sang it over the assembly that was there. And oh, it was, wow. It was a little weird. Um, but uh, weird actually, is good. Yeah, weird. I guess weird is good. People people responded to it. Everybody wanted to talk to me about it afterward or you know, not everybody, but several people were like, I needed that today. Thank you for praying that prayer over us, singing that song over us. And, uh, well, I think welcome. weird helps break the monotony because everything else so. kind of becomes a white noise. I hope so. I, but that really is a prayer. I mean, like sometimes just before the sermon, if I'm walking up, I, you know, I feel like an invocation needs to be prayed again. <laughs> and so I'll sing that. Sometimes yeah. I sing it just you know lightly as i'm walking to the microphone or the pulpit or whatever um but but sometimes then i just invite people to join me in singing it and i've done it enough times now that my congregation they don't need the words they just know it so it's just part of our dna i guess is that we that's cool we sing yeah on vacation ours is to do a little bit of silence right when we first start and that that's probably come from my own life where i've discovered that silence is that slowing down um because, you know, it sometimes takes me about 10 minutes in silence to stop thinking about all the things that are running through my head and sometimes oh, yeah. even more. So, yeah, that whole slowing down because being able to hear what God wants to say. So I think invocation is probably as much for us as it is for God. Although I do think, uh, you know, the more we talk about it, that, and I'll say it again, that, you know, 
we do want to see a new move of the spirit. We want God to do something new. We want God to, um, and, and maybe once again, that's dependent on us being obedient and submissive. Yeah. And yeah. I think the surrendering. Yeah. I think just like all of the things that happen at church, they tend to be a reminder to us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so an invocation is a reminder to us, maybe where we go, uh, God, you're already here. Uh, help us to be here too. Kind of. A yeah. Thing. So, yeah. Well, then let's move to the benediction. All right. Like I didn't you just want hear to pray, that you word want to pray much. The, you want to pray the benediction and be dismissed? Yes. Is that what you want? Okay. <laughs> we're, we're done. Hey, I'll just pray one over you. Okay. No. Um, yeah. Do you, I know when I was a kid growing up, I, didn't, I don't remember hearing a lot about benedictions. Um, I don't remember that word being said a lot. Maybe it was in the bulletin at the bottom, and it, was, it meant that somebody was going to play the piano or the organ as we walked out. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't remember a pastor ever speaking words over me. Yeah. Uh, maybe that felt too much like high church or whatever. But that my iteration of the Nazarene church growing up was not big on speaking words over people before they leave. What about you? Um, you know, it was kind of a mixed bag. Uh, sometimes our benediction was a prayer. Uh, usually it was the pastor just at the close of the sermon you know, prayed, uh, something or, or occasionally it was a song, um, of dismissal. And uh, sometimes I remember hearing the word benediction when I was a kid, uh, because I, it was always in the, in the bulletin. And for those of you who may be listening that don't know what a bulletin is, that's a, yeah, right. That's a, <laughs> that's I didn't say of, a folded piece of paper. Um, they, at one point they stopped calling it the bulletin and started calling it the worship folder. Um, yeah, because it was an eight, eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper folded in half. It had a picture on the front, generally with a, a verse of scripture. And on the back, it was blank. And inside, uh, it had the order of service and the announcements for the week that were pertinent. Uh, yeah, they spilled over onto the backside. Uh, oftentimes, if we were going to do some sort of litany, a liturgy, a responsive reading, it would be printed on the back of the bulletin. Um, or maybe even like an insert. Yeah, oh, sometimes you out. get an insert. It, yeah, oh yeah. When it was alabaster offering time, or yeah. it was uh, it was some sort of uh, you know emphasis on missions or whatever, we'd get inserts in the bulletin. And of course, all of those were still laying on the floor uh, after, we, after we left. <laughs> I was service. the church janitor. Yeah, I know all about yeah, that. Yeah, we had to we had to collect all of those before we left. Pick those was, up. Yeah, and uh, you know sometimes uh, I. You always kind of hoped as the pastor, I remember the first church I pastored, I, I always kind of hoped that when I went through the sanctuary, picking up the bulletins that had been discarded, that I would also find that uh, people's burdens were laying among the discarded bulletins. You know, um, that at least that was my prayer, that that's where they ended up. That, they left them that, there. They left them there on the floor. Um, but uh, it, it was a it was something that the pastor would say, Hey, you know, brother Northcutt, uh, brother pig, you know, brother, whoever, sister, whoever, would you come and would you pray the, uh, the benediction over this congregation this morning, you know, especially visiting pastors. Like if somebody wasn't, uh, was just pulpit supply, they were just filling the pulpit for a Sunday. Uh, right. They would always invite one of the elders of the church to come and pray the benediction 
uh, over the congregation. Um, so I, I guess now that you, s- you say that I had a pastor, I, I don't think they ever called it a benediction, but his standard closing was this. He was the FCA person at TCU. So this might give you a little bit of a, okay. of a, you know, this is one of the favorite athletic things, but he would always say this one thing I do forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Yeah, That would be his benediction. Now that you say that, I was like, I don't remember one. And I was, as you were talking, I was like, oh yeah, I do. Pastor Southworth yeah. every Sunday would say that. That was his kind of closing thing. Yeah. In that and my wife, Corinthians, like chapter nine, somewhere in chapter nine. First Corinthians. No, that one's Philippians. Oh, okay. So it was First yeah. Corinthians nine twenty four is what I was thinking about, and it says, uh, uh, "Don't you know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. The prize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there are those athletic ones that kind of get passed around. Sure. Uh, Philippians has a couple of them, uh-huh. but yeah. So and then my wife, she at her church they sang the doxology. Every yes. Sunday on we the should, way out, we should probably close today's podcast with the doxology. We, that would be awesome. That, that we should be a great benediction. It. We'll do it. All right. But when Crowder brought out his new version of the doxology and everybody wanted to play it, like I opened church one time with the doxology. You know, uh-huh. it's a great words. You know, I oh, love yeah. that. Yeah. And she was like, "Don't ever do that again." And I was like, <laughs> "Excuse me." She was like. I thought church was over. I was ready to leave. <laughs> I was ready church to is over when the doxology is done. I started getting hungry for roast. Yeah. Man. <laughs> I could smell what the crock pot had cooking. I'm starting to get hungry right now. <laughs> well, one of the things that's that's interesting about that is some of the most, my most powerful moments of worship have been third wave in Costa Rica, yeah. partly because it was in Costa Rica. Costa Rica is like my second nation. If I could live somewhere else. <laughs> I would live there. I have friends in Costa Rica from a mission trip we did there. I'd love to see them more often, but absolutely. But like it was people from all over the Nazarene world except Africa because the Ebola crisis was going on and they got to the airport in Houston and they turned them around and flew them back home. Oh gosh. Before they were about to fly into Costa Rica. And so anyway, but People literally from all over the world, like Japan, like Ireland, you know, Europe, all over the place. Um, and we sang the doxology each in our own language. And I'll tell you what, that was a slice of the heaven right there. Uh-huh. That sounds wonderful. And then at the NTS conference, just this last, about a week ago, Tyler and I stood in a room and it's one of those buildings, those old chapels that's built where you're not supposed to use mics, even though they do. And it echoes like crazy when they do. Um, But when you sing in there without microphones, oh man. And a bunch of pastors, pastors tend to be good singers. Not all of them are. I mean, I'm no, no, not throwing shade at Nathan, but not all of them are. (laughs) But a lot of pastors kind of dual double duty, you know, sing and Mm. preach or whatever. So, but just that, all the raised voices and the just diversity of voices, you know, male, female, high, low, everywhere, like different yeah. accents, even though we're all singing English, like it was beautiful as well. And it just filled up that, you know, those buildings are made 
fill up the space with sound and it was oh yeah that was wonderful that was a little glorious as well of course it didn't help that i was already wrecked from just receiving communion (laughs) i don't know what happened that day well i mean i do know that's the holy spirit but jaron rouse said jesus is the host and just in that moment i thought about jesus hosting me (sighs) and i just bawled my eyes out i just lost it and tyler sitting next to me like He's throwing his eyes to the side, you know, like you do, like, is my dad okay? (laughs) Like he is like, I'm physically heaving next to him, trying to like contain myself a little bit, right? not be like the, the attention getting thing at the Eucharist. And Tyler's looking at me like, you okay, dad, do we need to talk? Or, uh, and I'm just like, Jesus is the host. Jesus. Like when he said Jesus is the host. <laughs> There's a line from a song uh, by Waterdeep uh, called Both of Us Will Fill the Blast. And there's a line in there that says, and we'll look into each other's eyes and we'll realize as we drink it. It's about being at that table. And we'll realize as we drink this uh, cup that this is communion wine. And here we are. We finally arrived. We're sitting at the master's table. Yeah. In, in the heavenly places. And we'll realize as we take as we take a drink that this is communion wine. This is what we've been uh, sort of uh, practicing at at communion. And, yeah, and here it is. And it, but to hear Jesus, Jesus is the host. It's such yeah. a, good, a good thought. Um, like why that Jesus would host you? Oh, I mean that'll wreck you. <laughs> but there's so, yeah, there's so much grace in that, right? Like yeah, that right. Is, that is yeah. the identity. Like, if you want to dive into the identity of God and what is it about God that we as Christians, which means little Christs, right? What is it we're supposed to mimic? What is it we're supposed to, you know, become? And it's supposed it's mercy, right? Yeah, it's grace. Like this yeah. is the gospel. Mercy and grace are the gospel. And we're we're reading in James right now. We're doing a Bible study in James at, at Wayfinders and. Um, uh, just so that Monday night Bible study that we started and we've been having a great time. Uh, but last night we read, uh, you know, uh, mercy trumps judgment. Oh yeah. You know, like, and all I could think of was that for him song, you know, and mercy came a running. Like yeah. Prisoner set free past all my uh, failures to the point of my need. And the sin that I had carried was all I could see, but mercy came a running. Right. And yeah, and with with justice no longer in the way, <laughs> mercy came running. That's like, good. What? How does yeah. mercy? I, how does mercy deal with justice? Like, it's such a powerful thought to to think that mercy is what is is as how God has dealt with justice, right? Right. Yeah, I know. There's that one song that starts like "God of Justice," and I'm like, you better hope not. <laughs> If God is a God of justice, then you're yeah. getting what you deserve. Right. God is a God of mercy and mercy deals God. with justice. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Well, we've gotten back to communion, which we do on this podcast <laughs> routinely. Maybe we should like receive it pretty often or something. But at, at my church, after communion, I always have the people stand. We say the Lord's Prayer, which I'm still preaching. You have finished. I know. <laughs> yeah, so I'm still I'm I was always a little remedial. So I'm I'm catching up here. <laughs> But but we we will preach the last ser- sermon this week, and then uh, we say the Lord's prayer, and then we have a benediction. 
Look how I did that. Right back to benediction from communion. That's how you get it. Um, But what I do in our benediction is it's a word of blessing. And generally what we do is, or what I do is it's not written out or anything, but it is a summation of what we have talked about. And, and it is encouragement for God to then give us the grace to live in this way. So like last week, just for an example, we talked about um, forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And so I might say something like, and so this week, may you go knowing that the God who has, that God has forgiven your million dollar debts (laughs) and may you let go of the petty hundred dollar debts that others have against you. Yeah. Go in peace. That that might be the benediction that, mm-hmm. that we would do. And sure. and sometimes our people have been trained now. Um, some of our interns actually probably train them more than me, but to the interns would begin by opening their hands and leaving them out flat mm-hmm. to receive the, blessing receive the blessing or the benediction. Um, yeah. and so so now our people do that. It was like the interns just did it kind of as they're learning, you know, growing and then. And sometimes I'll remind them they can do that, but sometimes it's just they it's kind of that mimic thing. That's what discipleship is, right? Like like one person is doing this and you're like, oh, I get it. You're receiving the blessing. And then somebody else puts their arms out. And then before you know it, half your congregation is like, sure. okay, I'm gonna receive this word, this sort blessing, of a, this benediction. A tactile response to yeah. Um to but a, I love how organic it was. It wasn't oh, yeah. like I said you, have to, you have to put your hands out. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, most it was of, just picked, yeah, yeah, we would say about discipleship that most most of it is caught, not taught, right? Yeah, like, I just taught a class on Christian education. That was one of the big things. Oh yeah, well you know it's I both mean, and, but I was a disciple. I was being discipled before I was a believer. Yeah, I mean, like I mean, my parents were showing me how to be Christian before I was old enough to understand what that meant and make a decision for myself you know there's a dan boone has a great line in his book on preaching about being called and it's called this chapter is called before i had a thumb to suck <laughs> it's a great chapter that's title a, that's a good yeah title. i got that's it sitting right here on my desk oh, do you? yeah <laughs> that was i was wondering it, where you pulled that out like how well you- i just remember it because it was such a great title but yeah before i had a thumb to suck it's chapter one in his book called Preaching the Story That Shapes Us. There you go. And it's about how we have been born into this thing and discipled into it long before we had anything to do with it. And for me, like, I don't know about you, my grandparents were both ministers. My dad was a youth pastor, and I never thought about being a pastor. Yeah. <laughs> never right. even crossed my mind. I well, went against it. Yeah. That sort of reminds me of a sentiment that... Uh, that Richard Rohr expresses that I recently heard. And he said, uh, I think it's in uh, Jesus alternative plan, uh, which is a look at the sermon on the Mount. Yeah. Um, and he says, he writes something like, uh, uh, it's a foregone conclusion that there is a God. Um, every human, every person who's lived up until now, almost all of them believe that there was atheism is a brand new thing. It's just a blip on the, mm. on the radar. <laughs> It's just, it's not, it hasn't been around long enough. Most people just, it's a, they just, it's a given that God exists. Yeah. Right. Um, so it did that kind of, that same kind of sentiment exists uh, in right. the thought. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's an interesting, um, it's an interesting proposal to, to say that, that 
since there is a God uh, who, who created all of these things, uh, does that God care about me? And then for people to come to church and on any given Sunday for us to send them out and say, you know, stand to receive a blessing. And then we say something to the effect that, that was just usually a reiteration of whatever we've talked about during the service, but that uh, not only was God here before we prayed the invocation, but God is already active in the world. Go join what God is up to, right? Like yeah. there's this, uh, regardless of our, in, of our invocations and our prayers, our starting times and our ending times, worship is already happening. Uh, we, we don't. Oh, let's begin the worship service. Well, you know, would let's yeah. join, let's join what's already happening. Kind of a well, let's talk about the worship that happens in the coffee bar before. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, that's what I was thinking about. And maybe we, we we probably don't have time to talk about it today, but I was thinking like uh coffee bars and potlucks. We probably need to talk about those and why they happen. Let's do that one next time. <laughs> okay. All right. Because we can talk about fellowship and koinonia and lots of things. Yes, we can. We should. That'd be fun. Are we really going to end with the doxology? I think we should. I think, and, and the and two those, of us pull it off. Sure, I need a yes. few more voices. It, well, the, the people listening have to sing along with us. There you go. Sing along in your car, at your house. There you go. If you're sitting at lunch, just belt it out in the restaurant. I'll let you start it and I'll join in. Praise God from, from whom all blessings, blessings flow. Praise, Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Well, with the lag, that may be crazy, but that we'll make it work. Sound <laughs> right, so we'll hey, you get the idea. Join us in singing. Yeah. Hey, man, this has been good. I, I love getting Enjoy. to talk to you, and I'm sorry I've let myself and we've oh, been so busy. I the guess busyness, the busyness of September and October. Yeah. Uh, that's just what, what happens this time that of year. Has kept us from being together. We'll get together, and next time we promise you potlucks and coffee bar. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be fun. Love you, man. Love you. Take too. care. Take care. All right. All right. Bye. See you. Hey, thanks again for listening to Pontificating Pastors. If you like what you're hearing, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or Anchor or any one of the other platforms. We hope you have a great week.